Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter. Pleasant afternoon to you, my friend. Uh, you are uh, looking dazzling. That's what I would say. Dazzling. Thanks. Dashing too, but dashing with a sparkle. So that's dazzling. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Am I on? Yeah, you're here. Oh. Tapping the microphone. <laughs> I couldn't hear myself in my ears, but then I remembered it's because I was in the studio last night writing and I turned my phones. Couldn't on. hear yourself because the volume was turned down and mm-hmm. that subject mm-hmm. us all to the to the banging. I mean, it's like a 17% chance my mic is turned off when I want it on and a 100% chance it's turned on when I want it off. So you never know. <laughs> For <laughs> that, those watching, I don't true. have any control over here. I have no control of anything I do in my life besides the stories I write on my computer. Yep. Thanks for watching. That's right. I have all the control. Look, your mic's off now. You can hit that thing as much as you want to. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, Coulter, Bubba Schweiger going to join us here in just a couple of minutes uh, to talk to us. He's, again, the head coach of uh, the North Dakota football team. They host Montana State in a big game for both teams. I think a particularly big game for Montana State coming off that loss. And uh, a game, I think, to reassert Montana State in terms of what and who they are. Uh, I think some... As good as you want to say that Sacramento State is, and they are, it's going to take both Montana State and Montana some some quote unquote redemptive wins to kind of get back on track where you go, okay, this we can look at that not as an aberration, but as in any given season, you're going to lose a game or two almost certainly in the you know in the Big Sky Conference. Just it just is going to happen at some point, uh, and so. In the arc of a season, if you lose to Sacramento State, it's it's not really that big a deal. But the game after it against two good teams in Eastern Washington for Montana and North Dakota for uh, Montana State, but teams that are beatable, that have proven that they are, you know, 
middle of the road. Eastern Washington, maybe even a little up above that, although not as good as we thought. But teams that are that that are uh, have sort of shown where they are as good quality teams. But if you're Montana, Montana State teams that you believe you should be winning against, and but you have to do it because if you don't, it compounds the sort of narrative that you that that has started coming out of Sacramento State, which is, well, are these teams really as good as we thought that they were? Are they really top ten teams in the nation, which they are currently ranked? Are they who who are you? What is your true identity? And so for Montana State, they go up against a four and three North Dakota team, a team that's got a great win over UC Davis, a great win over Sam Houston State. Don't look now, but Sam Houston State, maybe the best defense in the nation. They scored twenty seven points against that team uh, that shut out Central Arkansas uh, last was Central Nichols. Arkansas, Nichols. Nichols they play me, Central Arkansas week. this week. Uh, so Sam Houston State, an outstanding team, number 21 in the nation. Those are two good wins, but they lost to North Dakota State. Okay, reasonably, but they also lost to Eastern Washington and Idaho State. So this is, again, a team that is four and three, very sort of middle of the road, but a good team, a well-coached team, and uh, a, a team that's going to offer probably the sternest test to Montana State until the second to last week of the season where they go to UC Davis. I think that the reason there's two reasons in my mind why there's such an, a distinct feeling about both the games that the Cats and the Grizz have this week. I think it's because, first of all, it's been a long while since we've seen the Cats or the Grizz get systematically taken apart by a team, especially in league play. I mean, both these programs have had their struggles, but as far as just like the, you know, over the last couple of years, I mean, but as far as a team just completely dissecting and just completely taking advantage of weaknesses, it put both the teams on full display. And I think yeah. it made it so that they both have to address those things. I think the other thing though, is that when you look at the talent on the rosters, I think that there's no question that Montana and Montana state both have top 10 talent. They have some of the best players in the country at their respective positions. Dalton Sneed, who's probably not going to play on Saturday for Montana quarterback, but Sammy Kim, Samari Torrey, Jerry Louie McGee, those guys are top-tier talents in the FCS, period. Dante Olson, Robbie Houck, those are all-American defensive players. At Montana State, Bryce Sturk, Braden Conkle, Troy Anderson, Travis Johnson, those are all-American caliber talents. So when you have multiple all-American caliber guys, you do have the talent to be in the top ten. That's why I think these games are so pressing, because if you lose these games, it's not a talent issue. It's another issue, and that's the sort of thing that can matriculate and spiral downhill. We've seen it happen with the Grizz the last couple of years. Did the Grizz have a talent problem? I think we can see now that it hasn't been an issue of talent. It's been an issue of execution and an issue of mentality. And so that's why Saturday is so big, because if they go and they beat an Eastern team that they're supposed to beat. And also, this is the first real time that Montana's played Eastern Washington in 15 years where – the Grizz are the defined favorite, and that Eastern Washington is having a quote unquote really down year. Eastern's had some, you know, some six and five years spurred on by injury or whatever, but there's never been a time really when a team graduated almost 30 guys and has had the injury situation that Eastern Washington's had. So it's a time where you have a vulnerable opponent, you have to take care of business. Same thing with Montana State; they've always matched up well against North Dakota. They have to just go take care of business in Grand Forks, though, because if they don't. How does that alter then? It puts so much pressure on the end of the season, and you never want to be looking ahead when you have to look at the current. So to me, the defining game thus far of Montana State's season is on Saturday in Grand Forks, North Dakota. We will have Bubba, Bubba Schweigert here uh, with us, the head coach of North Dakota, in, in under 60 seconds. Quickly, though, Coulter, let's go through the North Dakota re- uh, season where they have gone win-loss, 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 win. 
So if that trend continues, it's good news for the Cats. They haven't had back-to-back wins. They haven't had back-to-back losses. It's just been back and forth. They beat Drake 47-7, pounded them first week of the season, lost to NDSU. They had a great win against Sam Houston State. Then they lost in the sideways blowing snow in the Inferno field in Cheney uh, against Eastern Washington. It's also worth noting that Nate Ketterham got hurt in the first half against North Dakota State. Or excuse me, North Dakota. I always call him Sac State's quarterback. He used to be Sac State's quarterback. Yeah. North Dakota's quarterback. He got hurt first half of the North Dakota State game. He didn't play then the next couple of weeks, and so he, and he's a new new guy to the offense, anyways. So and they're running a little bit different offense too. And as Bubba Schreiger said, he, all of a sudden now it was like his first time out, and he, they turned the ball over six times. He did not have a good day in that Eastern Washington game. So that one's kind of one. It's a good win for Eastern, but you got to throw it out the window. They uh, then had a very good win at home against UC Davis, 38-36, held on in that one, lost at Idaho State, 55-20, got pounded, and then bounced back with a with a win against, you know, Cal Poly, which we know is always, you know, a, a tough team to play against to prepare for the triple option. That was in uh, San Luis Obispo, 36-20. So there you go. The North Dakota is a 4-3 on the season. We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks in his sixth season, Bubba Schweigert. Coach Schweigert, thanks so much for taking the time out. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. Well, we're certainly happy to have you on as we get uh, set for a, a big, big matchup against Montana State. Uh, let's talk about this game just a little bit. Montana State obviously coming off a, a tough loss to a very good Sacramento State team, but they have the bye. They head into uh, the Alaris Center for a noon kickoff Saturday. When you've looked at the tape, kind of assessed Jeff Choate's team and what he's done over the years, a guy that you're now pretty familiar with, what do you, what do you think about this team this week? Well... You know, the Bobcats are very disciplined and very well coached. You know, defensively, they just, uh, you got to earn everything you get. Those guys uh, have their eyes in the right spots. And, you know, three seniors in the secondary and play really hard, you know, up front and this uh, real physical defense. So we got a lot of respect for what they've done with their defense. Then offensively, I just think they do a very good job of, you know, using their roster. Uh, different Wildcat uh, players and different guys contributing to moving the ball. and But it really starts all up front with them, with the uh, four seniors uh, up on the front. They're at, uh, you know, big physical guys that move their feet well. And then you know, Rovig, strong-arm quarterback, can make all the throws. So, you know, you got to defend so much of the field. you got to defend the run. you got to defend the width. And then... You also better be sharp because they can throw it downfield too. So really difficult team to defend. Talking to Coach Chode on Monday, he was saying that you know when he watched the film, you guys are just so good at home. Says it almost looks like a, a different team. You guys have been so good at home. You have wins over number 24, Sam Houston State, who was exceedingly impressive last week in shutting out Nichols. You got a win over UC Davis when they were the number 12 team in the country. I know you guys rallied for that victory. What about playing at the Alaris Center has made you guys so good uh, so far this season? Well, we've we've played better at home. There's no question, and I feel like our crowd has helped us some, and you know the guys uh, really uh, feel like uh, it's a special place, and that's the way you want to play at home. You know, obviously we want to be better on the road, and we were pleased that we got a road victory last week. We needed to do that in our football program, but uh, being at home is has always been good to us and you know this year it seems like we've 
played much better at home, although we really feel like the challenge for us is to play a 60-minute game. We haven't done that yet uh, this season, and you know, this week, that's really what it's going to take if we want to come out with a positive result against the Bobcats. I've watched you guys play three times this year, and the defense looks very similar schematically than what you guys have been doing the whole time that you've been there. But offensively, it looks like you guys are doing a little bit different stuff. I know you guys lose John Santiago and Brady Oliveria, two great running backs from a year ago. But add Nate Ketteringham, a, a guy that people are familiar with in the Big Sky Conference because he played at Sacramento State, two-year starter for the Hornets, and now he's, he's your guys' starting quarterback. I know you like the talent you have at receiver as well. So uh, how has your offensive uh, identity changed uh, now that you don't have these two running backs? I know you still have James Johansson as well, a great running back too. But what, what have you seen just changed in terms of what you guys are able to do on offense? Well, I think, you know, as we assessed our team, in the spring and going into spring ball, we just felt like we had some big receivers who can do some good things for us. So how do we get those guys the football and, and you know, let them make plays and create opportunities for them to go up and get the ball and, and create matchup issues for our opponent. And, and then we try to use our roster uh, too, you know, getting guys and using their skills, you know, putting – guys in space and trying to match them against uh, somebody who we feel we have an advantage and obviously getting the ball out quick when you want to play that way helps i think nate can make those throws and you know he unfortunately got hurt in our first game this year so you know when we got out to eastern washington it was like starting over for him he had sat out you know had only played a half and had to sit out for three weeks till he was healthy again, and then he wasn't 100% when he came back for that game. So um, we're just getting where we need to be. But uh, that was our choice, you know, to try to get the ball to our receivers a little bit more. And obviously you move forward each and every year. You're a little bit different with the graduation losses. We thought that was best for us to do it that way. And on the other side, I know that it's been a couple of years since you guys have played a Montana school, but you guys are still putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback just in a variety of different fashions. But when you look at Montana State's offense, the last three years, they've had such mobile guys at quarterback. Honestly, some of the most mobile guys in the history of the league. Now, Rovick, like you said, he's a tall, strong-armed guy, but not the rudder that Chris Murray or Troy Anderson was. How does it change Montana State? And how essential do you think it will be to put pressure on the quarterback? Well, I think it's always important that you put pressure on the quarterback because it all starts. We need to defend the run. If we can limit run yardage and get down and distance situations that are advantageous to the defense, that will really help us. You know, if they're able to run at will and control the football, that will give them a huge advantage. So, you know, we've got to really be sound against the run, and that's how you get pressure on the quarterback. And we haven't been able to do that in the last uh, couple weeks here to get ourselves in the down and distances that we need, and we're going to need to do that Saturday. Bubba Schweiger joining us. He's the head coach of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. They host Montana State at noon on Saturday. And, Coach, uh, you talked about Tucker Rovig. He is the quarterback for this football team about half the time, and the other <laughs> half of the time, God only knows who's going to stand back there and take the snap. And, you know, it's been Travis Johnson when he's healthy, obviously Troy Anderson, a bunch of different running backs and so forth. How unique is this offense in that respect, and what sort of problems does that present in the plus-one run game, especially when it's kind of a question mark how much Troy Anderson is going to be able to go and does go from week to week with his health and ankle and all that? 
Well, I think, you know, the first time you start watching it, you say, okay, Wildcat. And you go, Wildcat again. Wild, and it, it is unique. Right. And I, I give their staff a lot of credit, you know, using, using their roster, finding the skills that guys possess and getting them on the field in that situation. You know, and I think Anderson's tough. He looks like he's running pretty well, and uh, he's still a weapon. You know, uh, whether he, he, he doesn't look really injured to me, so he must be really tough. And then you throw in Cassis and, you know, Travis Johnson. Here's a guy, second leading receiver and second leading rusher on a football team. How many times does that happen? You know, so right. very unique. And I really believe they do a good job of making you defend the run and preparing for a lot of different looks. And that's what we've got to work hard uh, to prepare for. And, and, you know, and then again, it all starts up front where you have those four returning starters. I think I was wrong earlier. I, I said seniors returning. That's three seniors in the secondary that return, but the four returning starters up front, you know, anytime you have experienced offensive linemen, that really helps your football team. Coach, it's been such an interesting sort of saga with North Dakota transitioning, uh, you know, conferences and now playing as an independent this year, but playing a full Big Sky Conference schedule. First of all, how how have you sort of navigated that transition period and trying to play this season out? Is that odd at all? And also, you're, you know, four and three and still have, you know, all the uh, possibility of the world of being a playoff team. So how much different is that, though, to do when you're not in a conference? Well, I think you just focus on the games, and that's what we've always done, even when we were a full-fledged conference member. And I I will always say this. The University of North Dakota is very thankful and appreciative of the Big Sky Conference. This is a time when we needed a home years ago, and they took us in and welcomed us into the league that's uh, made up a lot of fine institutions and great name recognition, fun places, and enthusiastic crowds to play in front of. And we're always going to be appreciative of that, and it's part of our Division I history. And and then we made a decision to, for lack of a better term, come back home to the Midwest. And it's a good fit for our university, but we're going to miss the big sky. It's been good to us. You know, is it unique? It is a bit unique. You know, you don't have the weekly all-conference or uh, players, conference players of the week. Uh, you don't know all-conference team at the end of the year and things like that. So you're going to miss a little coverage and promotion of your uh, football team throughout the season because you aren't in a league. But, you know, our focus is, and you mentioned it, we have everything in front of us. We want to get in the tournament. That's our goal every year for our football program, and we're working hard to do that. And this Saturday, we have a huge opportunity to, you know, earn a W against a highly ranked team in the country, which we will know be difficult, but it's a heck of an opportunity for our football program. It's interesting you just mentioned the non-conference or the, the all-conference stuff, because I just got done writing a scouting report on you guys just with some players to watch from UND and stuff. And I even wrote the line, you know, Mason Bennett probably would have been an all-conference guy last year if you guys would have been in a, a sort of conference. I mean, nine sacks, 15 tackles for loss, that'll get you there pretty much any league in the country. So it is an interesting fold. Uh, but, Coach, I want to ask you about Nate Ketteringham. You talked about just the fact that he, he's doing a lot of stuff well in terms of getting the ball out quick. Take us through when he first landed on your radar, a California kid, from Southern California, who was a starter right away at Sac State, and then sort of 
uh, fell out of favor there and makes his way to UND. So what was that process like, and what has he brought to your team now as a senior? Well, uh, we were contacted by Nate and his family after, uh, you know, there were some coaching changes at Sac State, and they decided to go another direction, and he was looking for a home. And uh, his family, you know, we had played out there that fall, and he started the game and played the entire game against us. And uh, his family thought that our program would be a good fit for him. So what we had to do, you know, it was late uh, when they came to us, and he walked on for a year. We didn't have a scholarship available, but we felt that he was really competitive and played well against us uh, that night. And, you know, so we invited him into our program after being contacted by him. So he sat one year, and and we just really liked that he could make all the throws and had mobility and was tough and all those things. And then we had him compete for the starting job. We had, you know, had three guys competing and uh, throughout the spring, and then we still waited till fall camp of last year to name our starting quarterback. And, you know, we got off to a really good start last year. And then late in the year, you know, there were a number of things that we needed to do better around him to allow him to play better. And, you know, because a lot of things when the quarterback's playing well, you got to play well around him too. And, you know, in the spring last year, I think we found some things that he does best. And you mentioned it, getting the ball out quick. But he can make all the throws. He can throw it downfield, he's accurate, he can throw balls with touch. and So we really like uh, you know, what he provides for our team. He's run two-minute drills for us to win games this year, and he's been good in those situations. And we, we still think he can get better as he starts playing more and more this season. You know, Like I said earlier, you know, he played the first half of our first game, and then he had to sit out and kind of start the season over. Well, Coach, I'll tell you what, we certainly appreciate the time. I wish you the best of luck on Saturday against Montana State. Looking forward to seeing this game. And uh, we appreciate you shouting out the Big Sky Conference, but probably you won't miss 2,000-mile uh, one-way trips to <laughs> California to play a conference game, right? That is that is a challenge, but uh, we sure enjoyed it and uh, are appreciative of our time in the Big Sky. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Thanks to uh, Coach Schweiger for joining us and uh, giving us the insight. It's our 
Coach's Corner. It is brought to us by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And Coulter, you, you hear from Coach Schweiger what he's got to say, and you, you covered him. I mean, he's been a head coach in this conference now for six years, including this year. And, uh, and North Dakota has had some actually really good teams and a couple of okay teams, but he's always, I think, done a pretty nice job of, of putting together a competitive group in Grand Forks. What do you think is in fact going to happen on Saturday? Like, is it, this is a hard one to get a feel for because it feels like this could go a lot of different directions, especially when we frankly don't know who or how much guys are going to play, specifically Isaiah Fonse and Troy Anderson for the Montana State Bobcats. Well, North Dakota prides itself on clogging the lanes, smashing against the run, and then heating you up in long yardage situations on third downs. And one has to lead to the next. In the past, Montana State's been able to run the ball against North Dakota. And if you can, you can gash them. There's all sorts of movement and stuff. I talked to Brian Armstrong for my Bobcat Roundtable. Brian Armstrong's the run game coordinator for the Montana State Bobcats, also the offensive line coach. He was saying, yeah, there's all sorts of chaos in the box. There's all sorts of pressure in the box. But sometimes, And sometimes that's North Dakota's biggest advantage, and sometimes it's their biggest disadvantage. Because if they're running a twist and you get them outside of a lane, boom, you got 20 yards. You can run to daylight. And that's what Montana State did the last time they were in Grand Forks. They gashed them because they got them out of the lanes. So it's just it's basically just it comes down to the play calling. How does Montana State's offensive play line up with North Dakota's defensive play? If North Dakota puts the cats behind the sticks, they're going to light them up. Because Tucker Rovick, he, against a traditional pass rush, had a really hard time against Sac State. When you're talking fire zone blitzes where it's coming from everywhere and you don't know when that backside guy is coming, you don't know when that corner crack is coming, you can get annihilated and you can get hurt because you get blindsided. But if Montez can run the ball and they do run the ball, they're going to be just fine because that's exactly Montez State's formula for victory. What it calls for, yeah. On the other side of the ball, I think that this is the type of game that Jeff Choate's teams relish, especially defensively, when it's a game that's about hardiness, toughness, you know, Playing hard, playing together. When it's, we always say it, it's probably an inappropriate analogy for our modern day life, but it's just what it is. When it's a bar fight, the Bobcats got a fighting chance every time. Mm-hmm. When they play the other teams where it's about toughness, you might play ugly, you might blow a lead like you did at Cal Poly. They're going to figure out a way to win that. Yeah, it's when it's the you're trying to go up against Sac State's RPOs and stuff, and and they're switching up the coverages on the back end on defense, and they're rushing the passer and stuff. That's when Montana State gets into muddy waters. So I think it's a good matchup for the Cats unless it goes bad. If it goes bad, I could see them just getting routed in this game. But I don't think that's going to happen. I do think that they'll be able to figure out the ways to exploit uh, North Dakota's defense and, and run the ball like they have all year. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. We're going to hear more about this game uh, and the Grizz game as well. Jeff Choate, some uh, thoughts from him from the press conference earlier this week about playing North Dakota uh, and uh, and what this will be like and what they do and do well uh, after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, boys and girls. Ryan Tutel, Colton Juanis, here's some sports news for you. Montana senior runner June Eastwood, the first openly transgender cross-country and track athlete in NC2A Division I history, was named the Big Sky Conference Athlete of the Week earlier this week. The Belgrade product notched a second-place finish at the Bronco Invitational on Saturday morning. Eastwood covered the six-kilometer course in a time of 20 minutes, 18 seconds to finish one second behind San Jose State's Jenny Sandoval in a field of more than 200 runners. Eastwood has now finished seventh or better in all four of Montana's races this season. She won the Montana Invitational earlier this month and placed third at the Montana State Classic in mid-September. Brackets for the Class AA girls and boys soccer playoffs are set with the tournaments set to begin on at host sites on Friday when Bozeman hosts Helena Capital, Missoula Hellgate, who won three straight state championships before losing to the Hawks in the state title match last fall, post-building Skyview at noon. That's in boys' action. In the Class AA girls tournament, Bozeman and Helena High have the first match at 1 p.m. Friday. Defending champion Billings Skyview and Missoula Sentinel kick off at 2 on Saturday, and Missoula Hellgate plays Billings West beginning an hour later. And finally, the Washington Nationals hung up six runs in the seventh inning of Game 2 of the World Series last night en route to a 12-3 win. They're up two games to none, returning to D.C. for Game 3 tomorrow. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Stay tuned for the word of the day. We will be bringing that to you once again, day four of the word of the day. 200-8184, the phone number you text that into. Win a keg and a kegerator. How about that? The stuff you want and the delivery service you need to get it into your glass cold and at the proper level of foam. Foam? Is that what we call it? Carbonation? Okay, whatever. Anyway, stay tuned for the word of the day. We'll give that to you also. It is Thursday. We're giving away tickets to the Grizzly Eastern Washington football game Saturday. Uh, so we will do that within this show as well. It is to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great to be with you on this Thursday afternoon, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Blair Studios. Kurtz Blair is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Celia and online at KurtzPolaris.com. Jeff Choate. The head coach of the Montana State Bobcats talking uh, in his press conference from Monday about this lineup. I want to just play a couple of sound bites for you from him talking about it uh, to give, you know, the coach's perspective on this matchup. First, in general, North Dakota, are they good? Are they not as good? What are we at here, Coach Cho? You know, like I said, I mean, this is your typical big sky deal. You turn them on and you're like, they're way better than you want them to be. And uh, we're going to have our hands full. I mean, it's like I said, it's a tough environment to play in. you got that student section right behind you. I know it's an 11 o'clock mountain kickoff, but that's not going to matter. They'll be in the parking lot starting about 6 a.m., shotgunning beers and doing whatever it is they do over there. And uh, It'll be interesting. And so, you know, that was one thing I definitely remember from our last trip there is that they have done their homework and uh, they're – 
you know, you better have some earplugs in. I, I got called some new names. I didn't, I didn't really, and I've been called a lot of names. And so it was interesting. So there you go. Jeff Choate, a little better than they want him to be. And yes, shotgunning beers at 6 a.m. Don't worry, though. It's uh, 5 a.m. Central time, you know, even earlier for us uh, on this side of things. An 11 a.m. kickoff, by the way, Mountain Standard Time on Saturday. So keep that in mind, abnormally early uh, in the Mountain Time Zone if you're looking for this game. But, yes, the students will be up. They will be ready to go. And he is saying, what, this team's better than you want them to be, a.k.a. like people, it's, again, North Dakota off the radar, really, of the Big Sky Conference. Are they good? Are they? Where are they? They're Look, they're a 500 team. They're a middle-of-the-road team. What does that mean? means they're pretty good. I mean, it means that they've won some games against some good teams. means they've dropped a couple of, uh, against some other really good teams, but this they're, they're, they're very talented, and again, with Nate Ketteringham being there, uh, when he's been the starting quarterback, this team is above 500, and uh, and he's a guy who's got a ton of experience as a senior QB to lead a team that, that uh, you know, always is is well-coached and presents a challenge. They're always going to be physical. They're always going to be tough-minded, and they rarely make that many mistakes. They have a defined identity, but they have adjusted a little bit, and you heard Coach Schweiger talk about that in the opening segment. He talked about just how they realized, hey, we're going to have a quarterback that could probably throw a little bit better than what we, they've had in the past. And Keaton Studsard, Keaton Studsard was a great runner, and he was a great game manager, game field general, but he's not necessarily a dynamite arm. Nate Carringham has had a tough career because of the path that he's walked, but he's a very talented quarterback. He's a six foot four guy. He's a former three star recruit um, from the San Diego area. He was, he was a big get for Sac State when they got him. They started him as a true freshman. He played really well the second half of that year. And the next year, he just got bruised and battered. They had such a bad offensive line. He was the quarterback for that Sac State team that lost 67-7 to uh, in Missoula. And it's kind of been a new life for him. But when they got him, plus Noah Wanzank, who's a really, really talented, big, strong possession-type receiver, and a couple other really big receivers, they decided, okay, we got to get these guys the ball a little bit more. That plus the graduation of John Santiago, Brady Oliveria, has made it so that they, they're they going a little bit more quick game, a little bit more spread in the field, but not necessarily your traditional air raid type spread. They're not going to throw the ball 50, 55 times, but they do throw the ball a little bit more than they have in the past. So they're slightly different, but still a similar identity of what they've had under Coach Swigert during his time. How do they match up, though, to you? I mean, because Montana State is so also unique. I mean, they're... They're maybe the most unique well, offense, whether that's good or bad. I guess it depends on the game. But but they, they it seems like with all the wildcat, 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 which we heard Coach Schweiger talk about, that they're up to offensively and the way they can just flat out get after you. I mean, defensively, it seems like a good matchup because you have a more traditional pocket-passing quarterback in Nate Ketteringham back there, and that may be the strength of, of the Montana State Bobcats is a pass rush with some good, especially with Munchie Filer's return, some good guys on the back end in the corner slot to, to cover a little bit. This game just comes down to so much is are Montana State's main dudes healthy? I mean, you can get through games against Norfolk State and against NAU, I guess, with guys like Logan Jones. And, and Logan Jones hasn't been that healthy either. He's got busted up ribs, too. And Lane Sumner and Shane Perry, those guys having 100 yards rushing against Norfolk State was a great story. And those guys are talented players. They're young guys that probably will be good someday. And they, they are decently good right now, but they're just not quite ready it doesn't matter how good those guys are. They're not Troy Anderson. They're not Isaiah Infante. Those two guys are two of the best players in the league. 
Troy Anderson is one of the best players in the country. Yes, he is. I mean, right now, Troy Anderson's numbers are just completely pedestrian. He's only scored, I think, three touchdowns. And this is by no means a, a, a fault of Troy Anderson. I mean, Troy Anderson right now has 31 carries for 191 yards and four touchdowns. So he's averaging 6.2 yards per carry, about a touchdown a game when he's been available to play. But that's a far cry from 1,500 yards and 21 touchdowns like he scored last year. And on defense, he, he's given you 16 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, and a sack. That's all. So, again, he's been banged up. He's been trying to go back and forth between what side of the ball he's going to play, how he's going to find his stride. But make no – I mean, there's been so much talk. G- going in, getting your butt kicked like the Bobcats did on homecoming in Bozeman to Sac State and then having a bye. Huge time for reflection internally. But also there's been so much talk around the state. Man, are the Bobcats going crazy? My brother did – you know, what's going on with the Cats? Are they are they in a state of disarray? And my brother did an uh, interview with Damian Washington, who's kind of one of their leaders. He's a cor- senior corner, he's four-year starter yesterday and Damian Washington he made such an interesting comment he said man it's so crazy how we were 0 and 6 in Big Sky Conference play when Cho first took over but everybody believed there was so much optimism about the the growth of the program now we lose one game everybody thinks the sky's falling it's like it's not well you lost to a good team we're going to be okay it actually might help us cuz we addressed our weaknesses but make, make no mistake i think the lingering thing that people are searching for what's up with the cats well when when your hercules is not playing it takes away the confidence of everybody else. The right guard, the left defensive tackle, everybody yeah. plays better when Troy Anderson's in the game because they know you got the dude. Well, the status of Troy Anderson, obviously the big question surrounding Montana State. Here's what Jeff Choate had to say about it Monday. How about the, the health of Troy? Uh, is, is, is his injury, I know a little bit of a lower leg injury, is that an injury that can progress in this amount of time, maybe in a bye week? Yeah, I'd say probably, and I'm I'm speculating here, Troy probably has the same injury that Dalton Sneed has. And he had it, and it happened against SEMO. And the kid hasn't missed a game except for the one I held him out of. Uh, I don't know that he's going to get significantly better, but he's one tough dude. I'll tell you that. Okay. Bobby Hawk responded to that last night. Riley Corcoran read him that quote directly. Uh, and Bobby Hawk on his coach's show at the press box, uh, he basically said, first of all, I had no idea Troy Anderson was hurt. Second of all, testament to the kid if he is playing hurt. Third of all, if I get a diagnosis from the trainer that this kid shouldn't be playing, I will not play a kid because if a kid cannot defend himself, he does not need to be playing because at the end of the day, these are kids and we have to protect their health. I thought it was a pretty interesting retort because how it could have gone a lot of ways with that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Choate clearly went out of his way to make a connection, but also yeah. to say, my guy's better than your guy, basically. And uh, Coach Houck didn't really... Go, he took the high road, yeah. but he also took sort of a underneath shot by saying, I would never play a guy if I didn't think he could play. Did he take the high and low road? Did yeah, he right, high low right, him? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it It was bizarre. I don't know if bizarre is the word. It was deliberate, certainly, for Jeff Choate to make that connection. He says, you know, I'm speculating here. But, I mean, I, I how would... I don't understand where any of that has any overlap whatsoever. I mean, how can you? How could any of us know what the injury that Troy Anderson has compared to the injury that Dalton Sneed or any other player has? Okay, yeah, you know, it's a, a twisted ankle. Maybe it's a high ankle sprain. Maybe it's a low ankle sprain. I don't, you know, who knows? But 
in any case, even if it's the identical injury, everybody's body responds differently. I mean, Saquon Barkley, right? He was supposed to be out four to eight weeks. He was back in two and a half, three weeks. Other guys, high ankle sprain, you're out six weeks, and they eventually five weeks in put them on IR. And they don't, you know, so whatever the injury is, it's, it's always just just uh, 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 tied to the individual, right? It's indexical to them, not to anybody else or whatever, even if the injury is the same. And that we don't even know. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know where this all goes. Well, Trey Harrison suffered the injury against Southeast Missouri State. The next week was the only time I've seen Troy Anderson look like a mere mortal running the ball. I mean, he had seven carries for 14 yards against Western Illinois, and they were putting nine in the box when he was in the game, but they also were just piling on top of him too. And like Choate said, I don't really know if he's going to get more healthy as the season goes along. Choate had another quote about everybody else on the team too, and he said there's some guys that just aren't going to get better. That's something that I think that the common observer has to understand that the only way you get better is if you shut it down. If you keep playing, you're not going to. There's some injuries that just aren't going to heal. They're just not. But they can get worse, and I think that's the point that where Montana State has been out with Troy Anderson is how do we make sure this thing doesn't get worse? But regardless of if it gets better or worse or whatever, he just hasn't been himself, and that it's impacting their team. The fact, honestly, the fact that they are five and two at this point considering the limited contributions they've got from Troy Anderson and Isaiah Fonsi, actually, I actually think it's impressive. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Okay. We will come back to both of these games uh, tomorrow. Uh, start. We will, again, have Aaron Best on the show uh, to talk about this. And, of course, we will have uh, at 5.30 today Ryan Collingwood covers uh, the Eastern Washington Eagles for the Spokesman Review. So he will talk to us about specifically the Grizz Eastern Washington game Saturday. Coach Best tomorrow and, uh, and set it up. But last thought on... Montana State. Well, what last thought on the just injury situation, Dalton Sneed, Bobby Hawk said again last night on the coaches show he does not, that Dalton Sneed is doubtful, he does not expect him to play. He said yesterday that Dalton Sneed did not practice. We also heard a little bit in, in town earlier today, sounds like Sneed is likely a no-go for Saturday. So we'll see if that holds. It could all just be gamesmanship. It's all speculation at this point. But I think that the one thing we can for sure say is that Dalton Sneed is not out for the year. If he plays this week, he'll be hobbled. If he doesn't, he's he, he's he's not 100% right now. He could be sooner than later. Yep. Uh, okay, very good. Boys and girls, would you like a keg? Would you like a kegerator? Well, guess what? We got them both for you. Both of them. Okay? The kegerator from Fred's Appliance. Why? Because it's an appliance, and that's where you go for such things. And a keg? Well, where would you go? How about a brewery? How about Great Burn Brewing? Okay. That's where you're getting it from. Here's the phone number. Okay, it's time for the word of the day. 200-8184 is the phone number. Area code 406, okay, 406-200-8184, 200-8184. The word of the day today, Nats, N-A-T-S, Nats, 2 nothing series lead. I mean, come on. Who are we doing this with right here? 208184. Can't believe what they did last night. Text Nats, N A T S, to 208184. You will be in for the keg and kegerator. You can register every single day right here on this show. Okay. You go ahead and you do that. And you get that phone. You can save the phone number in there. Okay. Just text us uh, the word of the day every day. The more times you enter, uh, the more days you enter, the more opportunity you have to win the big prize. Quick break. We'll come back. High school, 
huge weekend as we are coming down the stretch, heading into the playoffs, the prep level. We'll get you set for the high school football weekend and Class AA soccer tournament next. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Out now, the FCS Speculators Podcast. Search it. And get it wherever you get your two tell nuanas podcast, the brand new episode of the FCS Speculators out now. Go listen to it. Sam Herder featured on that, by the way, so you can uh, check that. If you would like to, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. It's time now for our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. And Coulter, bunch of big matchups in class double A uh, this weekend uh, uh, high school football. In fact, around, you know, in class A as well. I think class A is maybe the most compelling class of football in the state, although uh, class double A pretty good as well. Why do you think that? Why? Because mm-hmm. I think the top teams are all really good, and I think I think that it's not – I don't want to say a sure thing. Look, Billing, Sentinel is right there, but Billings West and Butte are on a collision course to me, okay? So I, I, Class A is anything but settled. It's not like there's just one team that's clearly the best team or something like that, and especially the playoffs are always fun. But in Class A, when you talk about Frenchtown, Hamilton, Dylan's up there once again, even with the win over, uh, over Hamilton. I mean, there's uh, several really good teams and top-end talent, too. I mean, guys that are playing Division One football, uh, at the Class A level too, so I just think it's I think it's really compelling, really interesting right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's it's such an interesting way to analyze it because I think there's only like f- five or six good Class A teams, but but there's also five or six really good Class AA teams. That's just a, such a smaller percentage of the AA team. Exactly. But, so I guess what I or bigger my, percentage. I, I, I was just a little bit teams, taken right? aback when you said that it was so compelling because I just think that there's so many teams in Class A that, for lack of a better way of saying it, just aren't very good. Well, I guess there's, there's a bunch of bad teams in Class A. Sure. And the the good teams are like kind of feasting on them. Like if you look at the Southwestern A, you have three of the five best teams in the state, and then the rest of the teams are just the worst teams in the state. But, but it's, it's I think a lot of it has to do with the open enrollment and stuff like that. But I get what your point is too, though. 
there's there's more class A has had such powers for so long. And the fact that Frenchtown's back Frenchtown was a class B power. They haven't been a class A power. Now that they are again, that's huge for the whole rest of the deal because now it's not, and the fact that Hamilton's back too. Hamilton ha- had a 20 year hiatus. Right. Hamilton was dominant late 90s, early 2000s. Then they had a 20 year hiatus and now they're back. And you wonder if they can continue that after Car- Carson Rostat moves on. We'll see. But you're right. The fact that there is some spliced in with the usual suspects that are Billing Central, Mile City, and, and, um, Dylan, right? It does. It makes it a lot more wide. Well, and and when you talk about like the week to week, week in and week out, when some of the haves are playing the have nots at Class A, that uh, you're you're 100 right about. But in the arc of the season, and what's going to actually happen when we get into the quarterfinals and the semifinals of the state tournament? That's the stuff that I think is so up for grabs, especially when you talk about Hamilton, who was undefeated for two straight seasons and then lost the state championship game consecutive years. Carson Ross as senior, you know, can can he? you know, finish off, culminate his career by finally breaking through. I think all that stuff is really interesting. This week on the docket, CMR versus Great Falls at the AA level, Helena, Ca- uh, Helena High versus Helena Capital. That's a Cross huge city game for, that's a hu- huge, a huge game for playoff seating, yep. Uh, Glacier uh, plays Sentinel this week. Got to have it if you're Sentinel. Glacier's, Glacier's down this year, so you got to have it if you're Sentinel. Big Sky and Flathead, this is a game of two teams that have had, obviously, pretty down years, but also winnable games for both of them. This is kind of a like-like game right now. Well, you so also got to remember that everybody in Class AA now makes the playoffs. Yeah. Everybody. Sure, so sure. you're still jacking for seeding. So even games where it's like a two- and a three-win team taking each other on, that could be the difference between having to go play one of those Butte Billings West teams or not. Hellgate after the three and zero start, and again we know you know the, how the schedule set up for them is you know kind of easing into it at the front of the season. They play Butte this weekend, but still two of the best players, individual players of the state, Tommy Malott and Raleigh Wooster, going head to head, heads up at the quarterback spot in this football game. So that's also a big one. Kidding me? End of October, high school football doesn't get better. Louis West Bozeman's a huge game too, and. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Class A. We'll see where Polson's at because they're one of the only kind of middle of the road teams. But they got mm-hmm. Hamilton this week, so big game there uh, as well. So still a lot to be decided. I don't really know what to think of everybody making the playoffs, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Hmm. And then we'll have 16 teams next year in Double A to boot when they add the third, really third Bozeman team. Uh, there you go. It's our prep extra segments brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank. Since 1907, our number one in the books, hour two straight ahead. Sam Herter from Hero Sports going to talk to us about all things FCS related, specifically the Big Sky Conference and number one versus number three, the biggest game of the year, nationally speaking, the FCS level and also the cited college game day, South Dakota State versus North Dakota State. He'll join us. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear 
at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.